Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Notes from a Young Christian Divorcee. Um, My name is Jazz, and I'm so, so very happy that you are here. Um, Again, the main purpose of my podcast is to kind of speak on what God has shown me, revealed to me, through my divorce, as well as um, just life in general, and what he's been revealing to me in his word. Um, God spoke this idea to me through a dream um, during my 21 days of fasting and prayer, and so I'm just trying to be obedient and hopefully um, save someone's marriage or prepare someone in a way for marriage. There's so much out there that talks about marriage, uh, especially Christian marriages, how we're supposed to be, Proverbs 31 woman, um, Ephesians 5 man, all of this stuff is being thrown at us. And oftentimes it doesn't really tell us about the difficulties, about the people that don't make it. What mistakes did I make? What mistakes um, did my ex-spouse make? And what has God shown me through the process? Um, for people who know me, truly know me, like in real life, um, and had knowledge of the divorce, um, especially through the process, can probably attest to the fact that I was very calm through the whole thing. I was very prayerful through the whole thing. I had lots of faith that God was going to restore something and reconcile our relationship for a very long time. We were separated for months and pretty much got the official divorce decree about coming into like a year of being apart. And when I say apart, I mean of not living in the same home, of not um, really communicating and having any kind of relationship. And so I held out to the very end, having faith and hoping that God would do something incredible. He did. It just did not look the way I expected it to. I thought it was going to be with me remaining married and unfortunately... For me and my flesh, that wasn't the case. But for me and my spirit, throughout the process of divorce, I learned how to how to heal. I learned how to forgive. I learned how to depend on God. I learned just how weak I was in flesh um, and deserting God almost for a little bit. And, and, and how he brought me back to him and revealed to me his faithfulness throughout the entire process his hand over my life and his protection. And so I'm super excited to just share my story, share what I feel God has revealed to me, share any kind of advice I can give to people who may be in their marriage already, uh, thinking about getting married, like you're engaged, or just hoping and having that desire to be married. Some things that would be nice to know Uh, before, but also while you're in it, corrections that you can make in order to save and um, really propel your relationship in the next direction. And some of these things you may have heard, but I feel like God has given me a fresh perspective on it. And I'm hoping along with you all that I'm taking this into 
my next relationship um, that he presents me with. And so I know last time I talked about seeking God on your own as well as seeking God together. And this time I want to talk about something that you'll probably hear from every older aunt, every pastor, every therapist, every divorced person, every happy person. It is about communication. Communicating, communicating, talking, the nonverbals, um, the way you communicate in your body language, the way you communicate in intimacy, all of these things centered around communication. But in addition to talking and communicating in various ways with one another, also about communication with God. Above seeking him and just asking him, Lord, where do you want me to be? God, where do you see this going? But also talking to him. God, help me to quiet my mouth a little bit. Help me to curve this anger that I may have um, going to him realistically and saying, honestly, Lord, I don't know what's wrong with this man. He's crazy. Help me to understand that. Help me to be able to better prepare. Um, And so my theory on this, and again, these are all my opinions and what I feel God has spoken to my spirit, things that I have learned. So from personal experience, you have to communicate, but not only communicate, communicate often as in frequency and effectively with a purpose to be intentional. We all know that for those of us who believe that life and death lies in the tongue. And so you can speak life into a situation and you can speak death over a situation. What you say matters. What you say carries weight. What you say is planted seeds. So when we're communicating with our spouses, it's not just the tone, which is very important, but also what we're saying. Did we really think about what we're about to say? This oftentimes happens when you're having a heavy conversation. Like I'm thinking about leaving my job and finding a new one where you kind of think about what you're going to say. But what about the times when they forget to load the dishwasher? What about the times when you just need a little peace and quiet to process what happened today? What about the little things? What about when you're leaving the house and you forget to say I love you or you are entering into this great uh, movie and your perspective is different from their perspective? How do you acknowledge while combating another theory? How do you argue in a way that is productive and not counteractive to what the true purpose of your relationship is? Communication is so important. It changes everything. Having a great communication foundation with God first can alter and change your foundation for communication with your spouse, with your kids, with your friends, with your family members. It's insane to me how much we say without saying anything. If my mom were here, she'd say, your facial expressions say a thousand different things. Your mouth didn't say anything, but your face said something totally different. 
I've been that way a long time. Uh, The Lord is still working on it. But (laughs) I've come to learn that a lot of my thoughts are written on my face, contrary to me having a silent mouth. That's the nonverbal part of everything. And so while I was married, I oftentimes didn't understand when older couples would say, don't talk down or don't talk in anger. Don't go to bed angry. Don't do this. Don't do that. But they don't really tell you how to do either, right? Unless that was just my experience. I don't know. But they never told me, do express yourself. Do create a safe environment for your spouse to come to you, to want to talk about any and everything. Do allow yourself to process what is being said. But more importantly, listen to hear. Don't listen to respond. That within itself is so powerful. There are so many devotionals out there that really geared towards women being softer and understanding their husbands and also men talking, you know, as the leader and wanting to make sure your wife is submissive. That's a whole different topic within itself. But they never really talk about listening to hear, listening to feel what that other person is feeling, listening to feel what they are expressing, um, listening to create a safe environment. A lot of times, I think we as women don't say much because we don't want to have an argument. Men oftentimes need time to think about what's being said. They can have a true response. We work differently. Our brains are different. And I know personally, I am greatly emotional. I have a lot of passion. I have a lot of fire. I'm also expecting you to respond the way that I want you to respond. And that often can leave me with unmet expectations. That can leave me feeling worse than when I went into the situation because it wasn't effective. I said a lot of words, but I didn't communicate in a way that my spouse understood I did not communicate in a way that made me feel safe. And in retrospect, he also did not create a space that made me feel safe and did not respond in a way that made me feel heard. Not because he wasn't listening to me, but he didn't truly hear me, hear the things that were breaking my heart, hear the things that were making me upset, hearing uh, the triggers and things of that nature, what I've learned is God is so faithful. He always has an open ear to us and God can guide us through what to say so the other person can connect, how to respond so the other person feels safe and heard, and how to truly communicate with the person you are doing life with. I'd hate to be in a dangerous situation where you're listening to me scream, you're listening to 
the instructions. You're listening to me say this is the way for us to get out. And it could be completely accurate. But I but you don't hear. You don't hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. You don't hear me. You don't hear the panic. You don't hear the resolution. You simply hear so you can respond and tell me how I'm wrong. Or respond and tell me what is incorrect with my theory. And now we're both dead. Because one, you didn't hear me. But two, I did not hear you and the fact that you were not understanding what I meant. And so when I really started thinking about what it means to communicate often, I started thinking about different forms of communication. And I really came down to the type and kind of what our bodies or, or things are saying. So communicating when we're happy, communicating when we're sad, communicating just our normal day-to-day check-in, communicating with hugs and kisses, communicating with acts of service, brings me, makes me think about, you know, the five love languages. And I really started to think, like, when, when you're married and you get up in the morning is, after you talk to God, you know, do you speak life over your spouse? Do you want them to have a great day things that we oftentimes forget about or think should be normal or goes without saying when we get home at night are we thankful for the meal that the other person made or purchased or ordered are we having pillow talk are we being affectionate are we communicating in our bodies are we communicating on an intimate level about what's scaring you are we communicating in a physical physically intimate moment on the daily I don't know your life you know daily weekly monthly basis are we having those communication moments and if we are are we being effective are we actually learning the way our spouses learn and utilizing and presenting things to them in that way it's really almost a selfish act when I think about it because I want to learn how you learn so that when I say this, I can only, I, I only have to say it once. And you get it. And we can be on the same page. And now I feel safe and I feel heard. I, oftentimes I, I ask my married friends, I ask my friends that are in relationships because I'm single and, and, and I think that's the way God needs it to be at the moment. I hope it's not like that forever, but <laughs> moving on, I, I asked them, you know, is that, is that normal? Am, am I overly affectionate? Do I communicate too much? Do I, do you all, how, how do you communicate? Do you feel heard in your relationship? And sometimes they'll tell me yes, sometimes they'll tell me no, but I'm particularly interested in and those who are believers, when I say, do you feel heard in your relationship? Because they'll direct you back to the, the verses, wives submit to your husbands, and the man is the head of the household, which I do believe. 
But I don't believe that if you're truly a man of your household, meaning that you are serving and seeking God first, that you would never consider the way I would feel or how my input would affect your decision. I firmly believe that in my heart, that you can't be a leader and not consider the consequences of your decisions. And when they say submit, again, a whole different topic, but when they say submit, I mean, I I think it really means to honor, to respect, does not mean to mute yourself and simply go along for the ride because that's what you, what they've gained as a title. So, it was interesting to me to look back on my own marriage, especially in the separation and, and learning how to communicate. Even when I looked at my relationship with my friends and how I communicate with them, how I would withdraw or get preachy or have these non-verbals the same way I communicated with my friends was the same way I communicated with my husband there was really two sides two polar opposite sides either I am overly emotional and I'm preachy or angry or I am completely withdrawn and we may not speak for days I want to submit to you this, something that I've been learning in in therapy. Yes, I have a therapist. She's wonderful. I love her very much. She's helped me a, a whole lot. But it's okay to speak. It's okay to be heard. And it's okay to feel safe. My therapist asked me a long time ago what would it look like to be in a new relationship and I couldn't answer the question because I was still hoping that my marriage would would work (laughs) which be fixed I'm like ah I don't want to do that she's like what would it be like to be in a new relationship either new because you guys have changed or new as a new people and I really had to sit and think and talk it through with her And it came down to this. I crave healthy, effective communication. It is the foundation of everything. The way that I communicate with God first, when I'm seeking Him, I'm listening to Him, not for a response, but to hear Him, is a model of how I should communicate with my significant other or my spouse I should listen to hear them not listen to respond I should talk to them often so they know where I'm at mentally emotionally, physically and it should be effective We don't talk to God and just babble on for 37 hours, which he would listen, but that's not effective. Usually, most of us go to God. It's very specific. Sometimes it's just the cry of our heart. But nine times out of ten, when we go to God, it is 
precise because you know that he is listening to hear you and not listening just to respond to you. We have to have the same outlook on our relationships, even in our friendships. When your friend said that they were having a bad day, are you listening to hear them? To know where their heart is, to know if they truly are okay? Are you listening so that you can pray for what is heavy on them? Or are you listening to respond with, oh, you'll be okay. It's gonna be fine. You're being dramatic. We have to learn to listen to hear. And when we communicate, we have to communicate frequently and effectively. I'm not a licensed therapist or counselor. And I don't know all the, the psychological words and, and the real psychology behind communication. But I know from experience that when you don't communicate effectively, you might as well not communicate at all. It was a mistake that I made in my own marriage and something that I'm actively working on while pursuing friendships, pursuing new relationships, business partnerships, in every aspect. But it's also something I'm really seeking to do with God. I want to talk to him often. I want to listen to him to hear his voice. And I want to be effective in the way that I speak to him. Because he's given me that authority. And so I really hope that this is helpful. Some kind of thought-provoking moment to ask yourself, am I listening to them to hear them or am I listening to respond? Are we talking often enough? And when we're talking, is it effective? I think that understanding the concept and putting it into full effect could literally save your marriage. It could save you a lot of hurt and pain. It could save you the time that you could waste on yelling aimlessly. I think it's a good idea to give it a try. Give it a try. Give it seven days. Seven days of communicating often and effectively. Listening to hear and not to respond. I pray that God can restore something, spark something, and change something. I think it's going to be a really good idea. But the other side of this podcast of notes from a young Christian divorcee is also about the things that I've been doing in my life. A lot of you know who listen. I'm hoping you all listen to this. um, That I was in my 21 days of fasting and prayer uh, last time. Um, I just finished up today. Today's the last day, so I was super excited uh, that I can have breakfast tomorrow. It made me very happy. Um, 
but I've been listening to a lot of messages. I actually even got into this movie called The Son of God. Um, I watched it with my friend. You can find it, I believe, on Apple, like uh, Apple, whatever that might be. Um, I think it's also, you can find it on like YouTube if you rent it and Amazon Prime as well. And it was so thought-provoking, so visually appealing. And I walked away just feeling so grateful that God sent his son to carry my weaknesses, my fleshy, fleshy sin, my imperfections to the cross just because he loved me and that Jesus knew fully the mission that he needed to accomplish on the hopes that I would see him the way that I'm supposed to on the hopes that I would love him back and it just warmed my heart did it leave me with a lot of questions absolutely I I at one point my friend and I pulled out our Bibles well she pulled out her Bible and we're looking at her Bible and trying to see if this is accurate and, and things of that nature but it's such a it's such a good movie um, it's something that you can definitely watch on your own but I would encourage you to actually if you're gonna watch it watch it with a friend um, just to see if you guys are having the same questions seeing um, where his word is is coming to life um, right before your eyes it's it's so good so so good um, of course I've been listening to Transformation Church uh, Pastor Michael or Mike Todd uh, did a really good message this past weekend um, about being in the shallow, like how it's not safe to be in the shallow end. Um, and he's in a series for his for Vision Week um, from the word anchored. That's the word uh, for his church for the year. One that I also partake in because I, I also do tithe to that church. But it is it was incredible, incredible message. I, I definitely cried. Um, again, I'm very emotional. But ultimately, it just challenged me to make sure that I'm in the deep end. I, I think he said something like, God can't anchor you in the, sh- in the shallow. It's no necessity. It's not a necessity for an anchor. There's no necessity for an anchor. And Jesus is our anchor. To be anchored in him, to hold you steady when you want to give up, when you want to give out. Um, it also hold you steady to hold on to someone else and it was so so beautifully uh demonstrated uh literally for you on on the video um it was great to listen to an audio if you have um if you subscribe to their podcast as well just such a great great message wonderful song and worship at the end um but yeah i i really i really enjoyed it definitely caused me to challenge myself to go deeper, to keep going deeper with God and putting my trust in his anchor because he has me. And I've also been watching a lot of Robert Madu um, this past week. I really love, I really like him. Um, I believe he pastors at 
Dallas Social or Social Dallas. I don't know the right way um, to say it, but he is a great uh, traveling pastor. He's been all over the world. Um, actually found it because he was speaking at a different church in a video that I was watching, and then I realized that he had other uh, other videos. So powerful the way that he brings uh, the Bible to life, and and also just in layman's terms, I like when he calls uh, uh, Judas the OG hater. Um, things like that just make you want to learn about the Bible more, get into the Bible a bit more. It's very dramatic. It's very um, <laughs> intense book to read when you really get into it and then you ask God to just show you um, show you things it's great um, of course Maverick City Music par usual I love Chandler Moore I love Dante Bowie uh, Naomi Rain um, wonderful I really have been um, into this song called Prophesy Your Promise um, with Katie I believe Katie and David, um, really good, good song to just remind yourself, like when you only get a glimpse of something, like when I feel weak and it's, it's not looking like how you said it was going look, Jesus, I will prophesy the promise that you gave to me. I'm not going to have fear. I'm not going to have shame. I'm going to hold on to what you said. Such a great, uh, great moment so good and you know I've really been just diving more into my 52 weeks of studying the Bible Um, it's been a wonderful journey so far I've actually been thinking about starting an actual Bible study like via Zoom to get different perspectives I love doing Bible study with my best friend because we are so opposite we always interpret it differently like what God speaks to us is usually polar opposite um what stands out to us is usually polar opposite so I crave to have that with other people and also give other people the opportunity to see the Bible um in a different light maybe understand it a different way and it's always nice to commune with other people it's also a great way to get people into what you've been doing I love it um so yeah, that's what's been up with me. I I would love to know what's been up with you guys. What are you reading? Um, you know, Christian in the Bible or not. Um, some wonderful books. Outside the Bible I've been reading is Hood Feminism um, and Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Both great. I do love the web series of Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Um, wonderful, wonderful time. But you know, I would love to know what you guys have been doing. What have you been thinking about my notes? Are they speaking something new to you or not? Are they helpful? I don't know. I'm just trying to be obedient to what I felt God is speaking to me. And that is to give the notes that I've learned, things that I have expressed in different ways or different perspective to get ready for the wonderful thing that is marriage. And of course, I always like to end with a prayer. Um, So I want to close out in a prayer for us again today. um, And I hope that it resonates on you guys' hearts and life change is starting to happen in your relationships, married or not. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. We thank you for another day to just be in community, another day to find new perspective, find new ways 
to do better at life. God, I thank you for each and every person that's under the sound of my voice. God, I ask that you just begin to have an encounter with them. God, if they are in the fight of their life for their marriage, God, I ask that you begin to speak to them, that you begin to restore, renew, change, and mold the outlook of their marriage. God, give them fresh vision. Give them fresh fire for their marriage. God, if they're going to be getting married, if they are engaged, God, I ask that you give them wisdom. God, that you give them the ability to hear your voice, that you give them the desire to have a marriage that is modeled in the Bible. God, you allow them to live and not die, that they speak life over their union and their partnership. God, right now, I just ask that you just continue to protect us. God, we ask that you just continue to shower your love over us. God, we are so thankful that you are so gracious, that you're so understanding, that you are so full of wisdom. God, we thank you for your ear that you listen to hear, and that when you respond, it is effective. God, right now, I ask that in this lesson, we learn how to communicate. God, we learn how to communicate frequently and effectively. God, give us the ability to listen to hear and not listen to respond. Allow us to be quiet when we need to be quiet and speak when we need to speak. God, I decree and declare that as people begin to communicate in their relationship, that there would be an outpouring of safety, an outpouring of understanding, an outpouring of love between the people they're in relation with. God, whether that be a friendship, a marriage, an engagement, a fiance, even a dog, God, wherever it is that we need to have better communication, I speak right now over that, that we will receive that in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. I love you. And we'll continue to praise you, even in the middle. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys, for listening. I hope you found something helpful. Until next time, these are just my notes from a young Christian divorcee. Thanks.